द फूड कोविड पॉडकास्ट एन एपल अ डे माइट नॉट कीप द डॉक्टर अवे बट इट कैन मोस्ट सर्टनली कीप द फाइनेंशियल एंगजाइटीज एट बे यू मस्ट बी वंडरिंग वॉट ऑन अर्थ एम आई टॉकिंग अबाउट ओके इफ आई टेल यू दैट बाई इन्वेस्टिंग इन अ फ्यू बॉक्सेज ऑफ एपल्स टू बी डिलीवर्ड टू यू इन द फ्यूचर यू कैन हेल्प अ फ्यू फैमिलीज इन उत्तराखंड टाइड ओवर द करेंट कैश क्रंच विल यू डू इट The state and its people largely depend on tourism for their livelihood. One industry that's been hit the hardest during this pandemic, shaking the financial security of the people. So how do apples come in the picture? To understand that, I have with me today Anand Shankar who lives in the Upper Tons Valley in Uttarakhand and runs an ecotourism social enterprise called Tons Trails. With tourism taking a major hit during lockdown, Shankar realized that there has to be an alternative source of income for the locals. That's when he put out a post on social media asking people to pre-book apples which will be harvested in July and delivered to the consumers thereafter. Here's an excerpt from the conversation. Hi Anand and Hi. thank you so much for joining me for this chat. Anytime anytime tell me how I can help you. Yeah so um first I would like to start with if you can tell me something about what you do with Turns Trail and how the lives of local community are how much they are dependent on tourism and how do you connect that with what you do with Tanstrail and okay the first thing is that yeah i i, I live in uh, uttarakhand and mm-hmm. i work in a, a region called the upper tones valley yeah. it's in the far northwest of uttarakhand if you can yeah. imagine tri junction of where uttarakhand himachal pradesh and tibet meet Mm-hmm. that is roughly where the upper tones valley is mm-hmm. so it's a uh, it's a very remote corner of uh, the himalayan region of uttarakhand mm-hmm. so i run this uh, social enterprise called tones trails uh, in that region i mean we have been working since 2013 mm-hmm. so we are basically uh, an eco tourism and sustainable tourism social enterprise uh, we've been working to bring uh, a lot of villages that are uh, of the main tourist trail uh into the tourist map so that uh, we can generate um, an alternate source of income uh, income through tourism for the local community so that's what we've been doing for about 7 years now um but as you know right now due to the the coronavirus crisis around the world yeah uh, tourism was the first casualty i mean i mean before anything tourism is the first thing that has got affected yeah. and, and this is the peak season in uttarakhand for tourism yes yes this yeah. is the peak season yeah uh, you know the timing could not have been i don't know i mean i don't know if the timing was good or uh, is bad because it's good in a way because uh, mm. it before the main tourist season so mm. suppose the local people uh, are going to survive the worst of what uh, this virus brings because uh, we currently don't have many cases in uttarakhand Mm-hmm. so about uh, 23 cases or something which are active right now in the state so okay. uh, it, it was um, uh, we've not been directly impacted by the the virus as such but um, yes it hit us right before our main tourist uh, earning season and uh, well, all of us know it's <laughs> it's probably tourism yeah. event for a and uh, yeah it's uh, it's uh, economic devastation on a scale that uh, we are not going to see before we've mm-hmm. not seen uh, uttarakhand uh, 
in living memory we have had only two big uh, disasters and that yeah. is the 2013 cloud burst and oh. before that we had the 1993 earthquake in utarkashi hmm. and those were very localized um, incidents and very predictable you know their aftermath and everything and uh, hmm. tourism was able to quickly rebound i mean uh, tourism in uttarakhand rebounded within weeks of the both the last disaster hmm. but um, this is something unique we we've not seen anything like this before and uh, we are simply not prepared for such a long lasting economic impact i mean right. 95% of uttarakhand's income comes from tourism yeah. right right i mean we are talking <laughs> about knocking off the entire state's gdp yeah i mean this is uh, i think we are, we are going to be one of the worst affected uh, states economically i mean without a, a mm. shadow mm. and what's what's the condition right now in terms of essential services and supplies um as i said i mean we were not uh, very uh, heavily affected directly by uh, you know, the virus so mm. there has been uh, not much panic mm. among local people here mm. uh it's just been uh, you know the usual you know a little bit of a buzz as such hmm. but uh, there was no panic buying no hoarding and that sort of stuff in uttarakhand uh, so i mean hmm. like we we didn't we did not have those direct um, uh, you know effects but so i mean as far as supplies go essential services go i mean more or less everything is carrying on as usual Okay. Uh, it's just that people have been instructed to stay indoors, and uh, being a small state with a very tight uh, knit community, it's not much of a problem. People are listening to what the authorities are saying, and hmm. there's a, a little bit of a disciplined state of affairs over here. And there's no panic. Uh, there's an uneasy calm because hmm. uh, everybody is uh, very nervous about uh, what's next. What are the measures that are being taken to? support these local uh, people and their livelihoods now that the tourism is affected and what are the other modes of income that they have i think everybody from uh, the local government the state mm. government to uh, organizations like our civil society organizations here yeah we 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 all been like you know caught out by this mm. Uh, mm. Uh, i think even uh, i mean like all of us have had some kind of um, uh, you know plan at the back of our head you know, mm. you know that hey we could deal with another landslide we can deal with an earthquake you know yeah. it's all there in the manual right i mean like mm. we, can, we can have organizations governments can have plans for some this is something i don't know i mean we, we are all uh, it took uh, um, me itself about a good 20 days to uh, you know get my thoughts clear and uh, mm. figure out what our strategy would be it took us uh, a hell of a lot of brainstorming and thinking that how are we going to approach this because there is nothing here to sell right other than the scenery i mean which was <laughs> which was our it's supposed to income because yeah. see agriculture in uttarakhand has been a basket case for uh, almost uh, Two to one and a half decades now. Hmm. I mean, uh, 
uh, this has been a very uh, poorly developed state and the government mm. uh, you know we became a state only in 2001 right so um, it's a very young state uh, governments have not been stable there has not been any consistent policy in agriculture mm. so agriculture has really suffered in the last two decades especially and right. uh, productivity has been falling and uh, people have been migrating there are no mm. farmers in most villages so it's it's a very very complex situation on the ground and uh, this has uh, come at a time when nobody was prepared for it mm. the government doesn't have a plan for it i mean what do you do i mean it's it's, it's a very small government over here and mm. it gets 70% of its money as grants and aid from the central government mm. by virtue of being a Uh, a geographically uh, challenged state and a border state mm. that's 70% of our government income is by grant and aid from the central government so mm. there is literally nothing that the state government also has you know in its coffers to give as a an okay. incentive or a bailout or a rescue package mm. there's nothing mm. so it's a little bit of a i, I don't know i mean everybody i'm sure there's panic in the government there's panic in civil society organizations there's panic in aid organizations that look at uttarakhand mm. i mean everybody is frantically calling each other i've been yeah. getting calls like hey what do we do when do we mm. do this that is it you know somebody came to me and said let's do cold storages in uttarakhand i said what are you kidding we, we can't even get our own house refrigerator fixed right now where will you go get a cold storage <laughs> in it anywhere <laughs> so i mean this, look at the kind of challenges that we are facing this is not a yeah. local disaster right it's a global yeah. disaster yeah so, yeah uh, it's a it's a very complex thing and uh, uh, we are also going to face uh, see our biggest crisis you know we first thing we've been doing is doing a crisis map as you know, what is our what are we right. what are we going, going to be our pain areas right the number one pain area is that um, anywhere between 40 to uh, 70% of the working population of our state Mm. works outside the state as migrants right okay. they're all going yeah. to return yeah they're all going to return. so uh, we're going to see um, uh, populations in villages and small towns go up by 20 30% mm. and families who were behind are now going to be uh, who are living behind in the state are going to be mm. burdened with feeding a lot more people who are coming in right right so the first problem is a food security problem that we are mm. looking at mm. uh, that uh, you know our people going to have uh, enough to eat right now government seems to be on the ball with that in the sense that mm. they've already distributed 3 months worth of rations the, okay the, the, okay all families and to other families also at a very subsidized rate so the, the primary level of uh, uh, food grain distribution as such rice and wheat that has mm. happened and Okay. it has been a fairly smooth and uh, straightforward process because it's a okay. small state yeah yeah there's not much of a floating population so it's all a resident mm-hmm. population so it's very mm-hmm. easy to target these yeah. uh, benefits and you know mm-hmm. uh, delivered i mean there's a, a fair degree of accuracy in how it gets, de- it gets delivered mm-hmm. so that was the first problem as far as food security goes i think for mm-hmm. the short term and probably for the medium term because india's got a lot of uh, food stock so mm. i mean i think we okay in that front i mean we we can manage mm. uh, the second problem has been income security i mean now 
uh, we are dealing with a, um, a problem that uh, people are going to lose what is their main source of livelihood. Mm-hmm. Then they have the additional expenditure burden of taking care of people who have come. Mm-hmm. And then they have the expenditure burden of taking care of their existing day-to-day problems. That is, children have to be sent to school, mm-hmm. you've got to buy their books, this, that, you know, right. household expenses, uh, you know, you need to invest in whatever agriculture or horticulture you're doing. There is some cash input in everything. Nothing happens for free. Mm-hmm. And then you have emergency expenses. Now, this is the thing that has worried us the most. I mean, in the last seven years that I've been working here, mm-hmm. I've seen families uh, slip into poverty very, very easily because of uh, hospitalization, somebody falling ill and stuff. Now, Mm. I'm not too bothered about the coronavirus as such because probably the government is going to take care of anybody who gets infected by coronavirus. But what happens to the other illnesses? That's they're not going to go away, right? Yeah. Uh, Your other illnesses are still going to be there and you're probably going to have more of a demand because you have more people come into your village. There are going to be more accidents, more incidents in the field. Somebody hurts their hand, breaks their leg, uh, this, that. I mean, how are people going to pay for this? I mean, this has become like a, a very big concern because public health infrastructure is going to be inaccessible. A lot of government hospitals and stuff, if, you know, coronavirus really goes, um, you know, an epidemic scale, you're not going to be able to access them and you only have to head to private health care and you need to pay there. So this is going to open up a, a real Pandora's box and uh, yeah. we're going to see yeah. families who have managed to come out of the poverty zone in the last decade slip back into poverty. You, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're familiar with India, you'll know that the poverty line is not a fixed line in India. It's, it's a very flexible line. So um, these are the, so this is why we had to first uh, map out what are our crises. I mean, so we realized that we are in a good place with food security, uh, but we are in a very bad place with income security. We are uh, in a very bad place with uh, emergency uh, and routine household expenditures. So because uh, compromises will be made by uh, people who are in such uh, you know such an emergency is that you will decide to pull your children out of school, which is bad, all right? Uh, you might uh, decide not to you know, take care of any ailments that your elderly people might have, so it's bad. So um, we had to design our um, strategy of intervention in this crisis according to what uh, these demands that we are seeing. So that is what has been guiding our Thank you for that. That was a really good explanation. Tell me something about the uh, initiative that you've uh, started with trying to export the uh, produce, the local produce. I think you were, I saw a, a post where you were talking about the local apples. So if you can yes. talk a bit about that. So what happened was, so once we decided that, okay, we need to work on income security on a, on a priority, we had to then map out Okay, what all can we do to deliver income to the uh, the local people? Uh, obviously, uh, all income generation uh, initiatives have a, a gestation period. Uh, you can't suddenly snap your fingers and say that, oh, we, we're going to try to generate income here. It doesn't happen. So you need to, uh, they should be able to produce some goods or services or something. So uh, right now, uh, we have to work with what is available, available there. So, yeah. Horticulture has been growing uh, year on year rapidly in our region. 
Mm-hmm. And broadly, many families have apple trees, and there's a little bit of produce that is coming out of there. Um, about thirty thousand boxes in a year. So, uh, what we realized was that, hey, you know what? Uh, what we can do is that can we find a better market for their apples? And uh, since apples are quite predictable, right? We know that for with a fair amount of certainty that uh, apples are going to be out in July. So I said, okay, let's just um, decide to uh, you know sell apples in advance, and we'll uh, pay the farmers uh, a certain amount of uh, money as an advance and book the boxes from them. And with this, what happens is that about um, you know uh, farmers get about fifty percent of um, the money that they're going to get for the apple in advance, and that drives some. Um, money into the local economy next month. You know, I mean, whatever it is, even yeah. if a few um, dozen families uh, have five thousand rupees each with them, that mm-hmm. money will then start circulating in the local economy, right? They will yeah. use that to buy something else locally. Something, so something will keep uh, rotating around. So I said, okay, hey, let's uh, go ahead and uh, start selling these apples, and uh, it kind of was uh, quite. Uh, uh, interesting that such initiatives were already happening all over the country. People were trying to support farmers by buying the produce and stuff. So uh, there's been a, a decent response uh, to that, and uh, uh, this has also led to people asking us that, "Hey, what else can you, um, you know, sell from there, so that we can support these people better?" Because um, the only thing that they can probably sell for the next six months is some kind of agricultural produce. So we are looking at okay, what can we do with potato that's going to come out in June? Uh, there's going to be a lot of food grains that will come out by October. So um, can we find better markets for these people or get it pre-ordered and you know find bulk buyers for them so that you know I mean at least it takes away the stress of them trying to find and market the produce by themselves. So that was a um, the first uh, thing that we decided. So that is. What is the Apple sale that we're doing right now? Okay, and what is the uh, so these are all pre-bookings, right? Yeah, these are all pre-bookings. Okay, so right now you don't have to worry about figuring out the delivery and the transportation, etc. Yeah, I mean that's a problem that we have to crack in July in the sense yeah. that every, the linkages are there. Yeah. But uh, because of Corona, you, I mean, there might be mm. things that. We need to work around and fit it around that and stuff. So, yeah. But um, the government also is realizing that uh, you can't allow the rural economy to collapse. Yeah. So they are yeah. finding ways and means to see how uh, agricultural produce and stuff can be brought out and sent out because mm-hmm. the country can't come to a standstill. Okay. Yeah. So we are uh, getting a lot of promising leads to people mm-hmm. who want to uh, buy stuff in bulk and stuff. Okay. But the problem is, uh, people who want to buy bulk and stuff, they won't commit money right now to pre-order. They will mm-hmm. want to order closer to the date, so when when the harvest is out. So we are, you know, talking to them in those terms. That let's mm-hmm. see. I mean, we have anyway bringing out almost two hundred boxes now. Another couple of hundred boxes doesn't make a difference. So we can get more out. I mean, the first challenge is to keep the producer um, side solvent. Um, the second problem is going to be, um, you know, supply chains. I mean, how do we get these orders to people who want them? 
Yeah. And the third yeah. is, I mean, like we are really hoping that demand doesn't collapse in such a way that you know people don't have money to buy anything. Now that's going to be an even bigger problem. Yeah, that's that's one thing that actually uh, it's not being addressed right now. But yeah, that is one concern that. See, because uh, as far as Uttarakhand goes, mm-hmm. um, we are going to have a bumper apple harvest this year. Okay. Because uh, okay. we had good snowfall over the winter. So hmm. Usually, whenever you have great snowfall over the winter, you have a big harvest. Hmm. So, we are going to have more apples this year, less buyers, and hmm. probably transport is going to be impacted. So, I mean, these, these are all, it's, it's going to be a very sticky situation for people. Yeah. But is there any other uh, option out there uh, to reduce the wastage? I'm sure there people already have processing units. In Uttarakhand, I'm not aware of that. Uh, uh, difficult because um, yeah. I think the, the most, the largest component of uh, you know apple harvest mm-hmm. goes towards um, juices and uh, making of alcohol okay. uh, after ready consumption. I mean, right? Okay. These are the next two biggest. Uh, mm-hmm. But these two, you know, their capacities are more or less quite uh, fixed and stable. Uh, you okay. they, there's only so much demand for apple juice and you know apple liquor every year mm. so mm. it's hard to see how i mean what will you do with 3x the amount of apple juice right suddenly you can't have a glut like that i mean you can't even find space to store juice like that so mm. these are all peculiar problems we'll have to uh, see because everything else you know every other way of uh, preserving apples is not viable in the short term. It we yeah. can't be done for this harvest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a very complicated yeah. uh, problem. Yeah. And it's going to be a problem across agriculture because mm-hmm. output is at a, a certain level. I mean, and we are always gearing output for it to meet demand that is growing every year. Mm-hmm. This year, um, it's going to be very, very bad because um, Food and beverage industry, the demand is going to collapse. Yeah, for sure. Solely domestic consumption. So, thank you, Anand, for uh, sharing so much information and joining me for this chat. Thank you so much, Shilin. Thank you so much. At the time of recording this episode, 234 boxes of apples were ordered. You can book yours by going to the link tons.travel/apples, where you will find all the information. The link is also mentioned in the description. If you like this episode, please hit the follow subscribe button and don't forget to share. You can also reach me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is Shireen Mehrotra. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Shireen and this is the Food Covid Podcast. <laughs>